Welcome to Rollin' with Ungayo, a travelogue with weed. Join us every week as intrepid chronosaur Ungayo Bilam talks about life from the road. Every week brings a new city. Every week is a new adventure. Every week three are buses to take, foods to eat, friends to make, ideas to share, and joints to smoke. All that and dessert first. And now, here he is, the globetrotter of ganja, the dank diplomat, the bard of buds, Ungayo Bilam. All right, all right. We're just going to start off with weed today. Well, we're going to start with dessert, but weed first, right? Generally, that's that's how the stoners do it, right? You eat, you get stoned, you apply the appetite stimulant, and then you go and do the stuff. This is Rolling with Ungayo right here, um, as live as we can, virtually live and direct. Today is the uh, Tuesday. <laughs> how about that? We'll call it the Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, May 30th. I'm in Sacramento. I hope you had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Uh, give a shout out to all the people who have lost their lives in war and battle uh, for and against the United States. I mean, uh, to quote Marvin Gaye, war is hell. When will it end? When will people start getting together as friends? Things are da da. No, sorry. It's, a, it's a, probably the best Marvin Gaye album. One of the best albums of all time the what's going on album came out like 1971 everybody look it up if you're not hip to it okay dessert first because you should always have dessert first uh you never know if a car or a truck might come running through the restaurant uh today well not today but last week i had two interesting desserts that i like to discuss one i had some homemade chocolate chip cookies a friend of mine brought them over her grandma had made them apparently grandma makes a giant batch of chocolate chip cookies every year. Old school, old school, clearly, because the grandma, right? So straight, toll house chocolate chip cookies right off the back of the uh, bag recipe. Uh, but the twist, she, grandma uses Crisco instead of butter. So the cookies were delicious. They were very crispy. If you like a crispy chocolate chip cookie, they were perfectly crisp. Although I did miss the butter flavor, if you know what I'm saying. I think a chocolate chip cookie should be a little buttery, but I'm a butter dude. I love butter. Uh, for me, oatmeal is an excuse for butter. Pancakes are an excuse for butter. Waffles are an excuse for butter. That's just the thing. I, you could deep fry a stick of butter. I used to have a joke in my act until it became a reality. 20-something years ago, I had a joke in my act about how I have a fat tooth. Right? I don't have like a sweet tooth. I have a fat tooth like you could deep fry anything. If you deep fried a stick of butter, I would be first in line, right? Like, oh my God, is that fried butter? Get out the way. Fucking, you got a cream sauce or something? Because deep fried butter Alfredo is so good for you. That's an old, old joke. And that joke used to be really, really funny. And then uh, maybe four or five years ago, county fairs actually started putting out deep fried butter. So uh, it's good to be part of the collective zeitgeist. So my point is on the cookies, um, while I enjoyed the crispiness, I feel like the buttery taste was missing. So I think I'm going to try this recipe when I make cookies again, but I'm going to use like half butter and half Crisco and see if we can compromise. Although sometimes, you know, they say a good compromise means uh, neither side is truly happy. But these are the things. This is uh, part of being an adult and part of making adult desserts. The other dessert I had, you'll understand when you get older. The other dessert I had last week was we went to the Cheesecake Factory and had a slice of the chocolate chip cookie dough 
cheesecake, which I thought was really good. It was very sweet, of course, because it's the Cheesecake Factory, and those guys uh, don't know from non-sweet or non-rich anything. I hadn't set foot in uh, approximately 14, 15 years, maybe, I think, when my kids were little. Cheesecake Factory, I'm, uh, I mean, it's good, I guess, you know. Um, the thing is, like, the, the menu is so big that they uh they do everything okay but nothing really 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 well except for the cheesecake i suppose so we had the chocolate chip cookie dough cheesecake uh very cheesecakey oreo style crust um chocolate chip cookie dough was in the cheesecake and but i thought that their chocolate chips and whipped cream were were delicious more than than the cheesecake itself but the cheesecake was somewhat obscured i mean it's really just cookie dough and cream so what are you going to do? What are you going to do about that? Except enjoy it. And, and, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to go back and try slicing the original cheesecake because I bet that's actually pretty good. I mean, listen, if you're going to go to the Cheesecake Factory, why would you get anything other than cheesecake? And I'm also going to make a quick announcement. Uh, I have nothing to do with this, but Sarah Benincasa, you can find her on Twitter, S-A-R-A-B-E-N-I-N-C-A-S-A, Sarah Benincasa. Uh, talked Neil Gaiman into, so her deal is, and by the way, don't tell Sarah that I have a huge crush on her because it's my secret. So keep that to yourself. Her deal is, uh, so she sent out, this is one of the things I like about Twitter. She sent out a tweet to Neil Gaiman. Maybe you've heard of him. He wrote Neverwhere and American Gods, and he just released a, a book of retelling the Norse myths. I love all the Norse mythology, Loki and Odin and all that shit. Um, and, and his work on the Books of Magic, which was a great comic book, oh, excuse me, graphic novel, uh, I thought was exemplary. If you're a comic book nerd. Um, and not even, maybe you just like magic. It was good stuff, but that's my point. But Sarah Benincasa has talked to Neil Gaiman, and he's agreed if she can raise $500,000 for charity, and it's like a United Nations Children's Health Fund charity. You can look it up online. If she can uh, get people to donate $500,000, he will read the entire Cheesecake Factory menu <laughs> at a special showing. And I've seen him. I saw him. We talked about this a while ago. I saw him maybe a month or two ago um, at a, what do you do? What is it called? Like an evening with. I saw him speak, right? So he answers questions from the audience and reads a few poems and some short stories in one of his North myths. Norse myth. That's a tongue twister. Norse myth. Norse myth, the myths of the Norse, not the myths, but the myths, a hit and a myth. We're not talking about that. So he will read the entire Cheesecake Factory menu on stage for $500,000. How do you get that gig? How do you get that gig? There's only a few people who could get that gig. Who could get that gig? Neil Gaiman could get that gig. Uh, James Earl Jones could probably do it. Um, You know, would it be racist if I tried to talk James Earl Jones into reading the Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles menu maybe him and morgan freeman could do it as a team so right those are the guys right neil gaiman james Earl jones morgan freeman maybe allison janney she's got a good speaking voice um or or uh i also think katie seagal has a good speaking voice katie seagal you know from uh, married with children or uh if you're younger than that what's the show with the sons of anarchy and then um, she was also, little known fact about Katie Seagal, she was a backup singer for Bette Midler. And they were the Harlets, I think. Um, so that was back in the day. It's interesting, the careers that people have. You just, you know, if you're talented and you work hard, you can end up doing a lot of 
different things like reading the Cheesecake Factory when you on stage for five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, so that's it. Cheesecake is probably my favorite dessert. Uh, I think somebody said this about cheesecake one time. One slice is not enough, but two slices is too many. That's probably also true of martinis and uh, fisting. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what one slice of fisting would be. It's just the first thing that popped into my mind because this is a ramble. Uh, and this is Rolling with Ungayo right here on iTunes and CannabisRadio.com. And we're going to thank uh, Chameleon Glass. Which they just sent me some new pipes. Um, I will post them on my Instagram later today. I got a nice Gandalf, so I can walk around being Gandalf the Black. You know how I am. And it's also fun um, and ridiculous when you pull like a two foot long pipe. <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. When you pull a two foot long pipe out of your jacket at the function, everybody thinks you're very mystical. It's part of the. A suit and a long pipe will take you very far, or at least to cannabis festivals. Uh, uh, so Chameleon Glass, Saturn Ranch, of course, we love those guys. Great granola, great bath salts, great lotions and whatnot. And everyone else who supports and listens to this show. Okay, so other things that I did this week that were interesting. I was actually in Oakland for a hot minute. I uh, went to see Baywatch at the Grand Lake Theater, which is a classic theater built in 1926 in Oakland right next. Not right next, but uh, maybe half a mile from Lake Merritt. And then after that, we walked over to Lake Merritt. They uh, watched very funny. I mean, you know, listen, it's a summer blockbuster movie. Some of it is juvenile and puerile, but the rock is witty and engaging and always funny. And I thought they had a good wink and a nod. And as a person who never really watched Baywatch, I maybe missed an in joke or two, but that was fine with me. So, but then we went to uh, Oakland's Lake Merritt, walked around Lake Merritt and um, sat and watched all the birds. I did not realize how many birds we're in uh, Lake Merritt in Oakland because I've always thought of Lake Merritt and, you know, I grew up in the Bay Area. I lived in Oakland for a while. I've always thought of Lake Merritt sort of like Stowe Lake in Golden Gate Park or some of these other lakes you see in parks somewhere, lakes or ponds. They're more man-made. But it turns out uh, that Lake Merritt actually goes into the bay, the estuary. So the water there is kind of briny, apparently. But there were all sorts of – there are over 100 different species of birds at Lake Merritt, and I, I hadn't even known. It's a, if you're a bird watcher and you're in the Bay Area and you don't want to go hella far, like, I mean, here in Sacramento, you can go out to the Yolo Causeway, and they have a bird sanctuary. It's between Sacramento and Davis, uh, and it's it's really, really nice and bird watching. And they also have little tiny animals running around, too, so you can try to find a fox or a squirrel or a vole. I don't think there's any voles. I don't know, but I like the word. So voles and moles, everybody, from the makers of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, but back to Lake Merritt. So they had all kind of uh, different birds, right? I saw cormorants, which are cool. Uh, I did cormorants a lot. Uh, there were two or three different kinds of herons there. We saw a pelican. We saw uh, a bunch of pigeons and some gulls and um, like a robin. And I just thought it was cool, man. You just sit there. And they had an old geodesic dome from 1957 that they used to use for sick and injured birds. Um, just random, just random things you notice when you a park or a lake. And I just thought it was a cool spot, whatever. I think you can find it as like, you know, the Lake Merritt bird watching spot things place. I think if you Google that exactly as I said it, it will show <laughs> because Google's very precise. 
It relies on strict, strict, strict Boolean algorithms. I don't even know what a Boolean algorithm is. I think it's maybe an algorithm that's a ghost and on cough syrup. Oh, no, that's a Boolean sausage from Louisiana. But the point is, if you are in Oakland and you like to watch birds, go to Lake Merritt and sit there and watch birds. That's the whole point of that segment. Uh, and make your cookies with more butter than Crisco. Okay, this is Rolling with Ungayo right here on CannabisRadio.com. We're going to take care of a little business and all that good stuff. Support our advertisers because they support us. I'll see you in a couple minutes. Rolling with Ungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors. So stay right here. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com The Cannabis World of Tomorrow converges for the first ever Southeast Cannabis Conference and Expo in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, June 9th through the 11th. Register right now at seccexpo.com. TV talk icon Montel Williams, NFL All-Stars Ricky Williams, Marvin Washington, and Kyle Turley lead some of our top-tier panels in industry information, athletics, real estate, technology, medical research, and more. Meet hundreds of vendors and thousands of entrepreneurs at the 2017 Southeast Cannabis Conference and Expo in Fort Lauderdale. Last-minute registration is open now at seccexpo.com. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Rolling with Ungayo is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. You're welcome. And we are back. I'm back, back on the streets again. That's a Tower of Power song. Uh, maybe the best funk band. Who are your favorite funk bands? Tower of Power, right? Uh, Parliament Funkadelic, of course. Maybe the Daz Band, Confunction. Those are, those are the best funk bands. Prince. Prince is, was he a funk band, though? Would Prince in the time be considered funk, or is that just like the Minnesota sound? The Min sound. Mintown, you can't really. Um, so here we are, enjoying ourselves, fighting fascism and racism and sexism. I don't know if you saw this thing uh, in the news uh, last week, but Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General of the United States of America, remember this is the guy who was too racist to be a federal judge in the eighties. In the eighties, in the eighties, when things were more racist, right? He was too racist to be a judge then, but it's okay for him to be the head of the fucking Justice Department now. Thanks. Thanks, Trump voters. Thanks, you guys. And and I'm going to say this right quick. I'm not mad at anybody who voted third party. If you voted for Jill Stein, if you voted for Bernie Sanders, if you voted for Mickey Mouse, if you voted for 
quick draw McGraw. If you wrote in underdog, if you wrote in these nuts, I am not mad at you. That is your right. But anyone who voted for Trump, I practice forgiveness, but oftentimes I like to see repentance and atonement. And I don't think it's going to happen for these guys. So we may be in for a fight because uh, thanks, thanks to him becoming elected, all the violent racist asshats in the world think that this is their time to shine, right? Um, uh, on this day after Memorial Day, we'd like to uh, remember the heroes from Portland who gave their lives to protect people on the IMAX train uh, after some racist asshat was threatening them and then they ended up getting stabbed. That guy killed two people and almost killed a third person. Um, and and this is this is tough. There was just an attack in Clear Lake, California. And I hang out in Clear Lake. We were just talking about Clear Lake last week and how Clear Lake has a surprisingly large black population. Although a friend of mine looked it up after I said it. And he's like, well, Clear Lake's only 4% black. And I'm like, yeah, but if you get them all in one spot, it seems like a lot of black people. Because <laughs> it's true. And 4% black. Listen, Portland is 3% black. So Clear Lake has a bigger black percentage than Portland does. You understand where I'm coming from? Uh, so when I say large black population, I fucking mean it. Uh, but there was a guy in Clear Lake just got attacked with a machete. Uh, black guy got attacked by a machete wielding white guy uh, hurling racial epithets. And he was just arrested for a hate crime and bodily injury. And that's the thing. And see, and that's the thing. It's not just that Trump is an ass. It's not just that Trump is a liar. It's not just that Trump is a con man and a grifter. Uh, uh, it's that his election, and because remember, he ran on... Uh, race baiting and racism and ridiculousness, right? So his election has given all these cats, they feel like they have carte blanche now, right? Because their president, you know, remember how proud black people were? My president is black, bitches, which is awesome, right? He was also a pretty good president, one of the best politicians that we've seen in a long time. I'm not super happy with a lot of his foreign policy. I don't think we should be killing people. I feel like, and I've, I've been, I'm going to write an essay about this. I feel like instead of dropping bombs, we would be better served just to drop money, right? How much does a bomb cost? $100 million? All right, check it. Drop $50 million, right? So we're already saving. We're already saving money. Drop $50 million in some random small town in Saudi Arabia. Hey, or not Saudi Arabia, but Syria or someplace or Libya. Hey, this is from the Americans. Woohoo! Save the money. Get a business. Get out of town. Do whatever you can do, right? I think that will go a longer way. Start a fucking school. That will go a longer way to us engendering goodwill and peace and stability than us killing somebody. Every time you kill somebody, uh, what, whatever the cause was, nobody cares. Nobody cares. If you kill my cousin or my aunt or my sister or my brother, I'm going to be mad at you, especially if you drop a bomb on them. Good Lord, man. It's kind of cowardly. You understand? So if we drop some money, if we just drop money bombs, just random, like packs of $10,000, it's all over the sky. I think people would uh, be, be more inclined be more inclined to 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 look on the United States in a favorable way. But the point is, Donald Trump's election has given these these racist, hating, violent people permission. Right now, they think they have permission to attack that which is different. They think that this is their time. We talked about that random event uh, I had a couple months ago with some tweaky white dude was trying to get all up in my face and 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 these are the things right uh, people killed in portland somebody attacked in clear lake somebody was just attacked in orange county a young vietnamese woman was attacked in orange county 
uh, by someone yelling, go back to your country, speak English. Well, you've seen all the videos from people in Walmarts losing their mind from a guy in a fucking wheelchair yelling at someone in an airport to speak English, right? And that's like, that's the thing, man. It's just, it, <sighs> there's no need to be rude to anyone ever is one of my first first things, right? If someone's being an asshole to you, find a way to be politely snide and rude to them back, of course, because passive aggressiveness is is life. Even more than hoe or ball is life. Because <laughs> I'm from Northern California. <laughs> and that's how we deal with things. But also, this is my take on it. According to the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution of the United States of America, people have a reasonable expectation of privacy, right? So if you see someone you don't know speaking Spanish or Chinese or French or Vietnamese or even fucking English, you don't know. You can't tell whether they are a citizen or not. You understand? You can't tell. They could be from Ireland here on an expired visa. They could be here from Scotland on an expired visa. I know a shit ton of Canadians who are here on expired visas. And no, I'm not giving up their names because I'm not a snitch. But the point is, you don't know. And according to the Fourth Amendment of the United States, it's not your fucking business, right? You're not, you can't just talk, you can't just stop people, whether you're a cop or not. You can't just stop people and ask them about their immigration status. It's, it's unconstitutional, in my view. I'm not a uh, constitutional lawyer or anything, but as a black man in America, I have a fundamental understanding of the law as a necessary tool of survival. You understand where I'm coming from? Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you are just learning, and that's fine. But the point is, you can't you can't do that. And and we have to figure out a way. And I'm talking to white people. Y'all got to keep other white people in line. Good meaning, well-meaning white people. And I know it's tough. I know collective responsibility is a new thing. But that's on y'all, man. And I and, and that's why I salute the three white people uh, who went to the defense of these Muslim women who were wearing hijabs in the face of this racist asshat. Uh, and I'm really sorry that they had to die. It's really fucked up and they didn't have to die right that guy could have just kept his mouth shut and we wouldn't have had any of these problems and that's also one of the challenges too and this is what this form of terrorism does right because now next time somebody sees an asshat popping off or saying some shit you have to think to yourselves well really i should go over and say something all right i gotta check this racist but i also don't want to die you know and as a person who likes to break up fights i fucking love to break up fights i love to break up fights because you get all the adrenaline of being in a fight without the nasty juju you understand? You get to jump in. Everybody fucking cool out. Cool down. Push people. Get out the way. Grab, you know what I'm saying? Stop. Fucking stop. And it's great. It's also you feel like a peacemaker and you also feel like kind of a badass uh, if you know where I'm coming from. Uh, but listen, man, I go in there knowing full well that it's a street fight. It's a fight. Shit can happen, right? You don't know who's got a knife. You don't know who's got a stick. You don't know who's packing heat, right? Anytime you step into a confrontational thing in the street, there aren't really any rules. So you have to be aware. And I understand that not everybody can jump into fights. Not everybody is six foot three inches tall and 220 pounds and black or whatever. But it's just the thing. And, and that's what that's what these attacks do. And that's what this election of this president has done. And so you guys got to fight man. everybody's got to fight. And I know it's fucked up because I really just wanted to sit around and smoke legal weed and work on opening a social club so I could retire like a nice, gentle, old hippie stoner. But no, we got to be out in the streets fighting fascism. And so everybody who voted for Trump, I'm fucking holding you responsible. I'm blaming you. And I don't care. I don't care. That's where I'm coming from. And that's the realness of it. That And that's and that's the thing. So. Uh, yeah, man. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. 
Uh, we'll talk about some other things in just a couple minutes. I will be right back, maybe with some better news, maybe with some happier news. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. I'll be right back on Rolling with Ungayo. Peace. Rolling with Ungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors, so stay right here. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Equio, New Frontier's cutting-edge big data platform, puts the information and answers you need right at your fingertips in real time to help you more effectively run your cannabis business. Go to www.equio.io to sign up for your free membership today. Again, that's www.equio.io. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. Rolling with Ungayo is back only on CannabisRadio.com. You're welcome. Alrighty then, this is the third segment of this particular episode of Rolling with Ungayo. I don't know what number we're on. This is number 30. Let's just make it up. It's number 420. Every episode is episode number 420. Uh, <laughs> and we just had a bunch of screens. What did we talk about today? We talked about bird watching and Crisco versus butter. Uh, and I'm going to revisit that for a hot minute and then I'm going to get to where I'm going to be in the next couple of weeks. Um, I was just looking at some old uh, cookbooks, African-American cookbooks, like old uh, back when, before we were African-American, back when we were Negroes, right? So Negro, great, great Negro cooks of the South. Uh, and there was one, I used to have a copy of it. And I got this book in, uh, I think it's called A Gentle Touch and a Warm, A Good Heart and a Gentle Touch or something like that. And I had got a copy of it in the Tri-Cities like 25 years ago for random for like five bucks. And I don't know where it is. I think my daughter stole it or I let my stepmother borrow it. But I think she gave it back. It may be at my old house. I don't know what happened to it. But I was thinking like, man, I'd like to get another copy of that. And I fucking went and looked it up on Amazon. And they want like 100 bucks for that book. And here's the thing. That book is completely worth it. It's got all the old school recipes. You want to make dandelion wine? Boom. You want to make fucking turtle soup? Boom. You want to make uh, lard cake. Yeah, you heard me. You heard what I said. Lard cake. It's like a fruit cake, but you make it with lard. And I bet it's fucking delicious. I never made it because I don't really fuck with the pork products like that. But but that was the thing. Uh, uh, so, you know, lard, Crisco, it makes sense. People used to bake with that shit all the time. But I'm a butter guy, is my point. So use more butter, everybody. It's better for you. 
at least in my opinion. Okay, moving right along. Chickaboom, chickaboom. I'm going to be in, uh, I think I'm going to be in Salt Lake City with Brian Fussain, June 23rd and 24th. Also, June 22nd, I'm going to be at the Red Museum in Sacramento, California, with uh, my good friends Michael Sella and Shahara Hyatt, two young comics on the scene. They're doing like a talk show sort of thing, so I'm going to do a couple jokes on that. July 14th through the 16th at the Crawfest in the middle of Oregon, just outside of Bend. You can find, I'll put more information on my Facebook page. Hey, you guys, let me know. Send me an email or something. Do you prefer my fan page or do you just like to follow my Facebook Facebook page and uh, and get information from that? Because that's, that's a good question. I don't really know how it goes. So this is episode 31. By the way, I've just been informed by Ricky, my engineer. He's a savage, by the way. What's up, dog? Happy Memorial Day. Well, that's an oxymoron. Respectful Memorial Day to you, sir. May you and your ghosts find peace and happiness together. Uh, I forgot where I was. Oh, I remember. I'm going to be in Oregon in July doing a bunch of things in and around there. And then in August, the uh, Hemp Fest is the third weekend of August and the, the Tuesday before that or the Wednesday before that, I'll be in Tacoma uh, doing the dope show with my homie Tyler Smith. And then the Monday, early that Monday, I'm gonna, after I leave him fest Sunday night, I'm going to drive down to like Salem, Oregon, uh, because it's right in the path of the total eclipse. And hopefully the weather will be nice. It's August. And that's how the Pacific Northwest tricks you because you go up there in the summer and you're like, oh, my God, this shit is beautiful and sunny and great. I'm going to get all my shit. And then you come back. Uh, and then it rains all fall and winter. I swear to God, it rained from Seattle to Reading last time I drove back. And this was in when I was I was just up there in May, right? I was just up there in May, and it rained uh, for days and days. I got the two days of spring, and then it rained the rest of the week, which was great. Uh, so I'm going to be out there at the Seattle Hymn Fest in August and then some other things. And I think I'm going to be in Madison, Wisconsin in October, and I should probably – write all these things down in a calendar so I can just actually look at them and tell you. And I'm going to do that once I start being more professional again, which is going to happen as soon as I hang up the phone. This is Rolling With Umgaya. We're going to thank Chameleon Glass again. We thank Saturn Ranch. We thank CannabisRadio.com. We give a shout out to everybody who supports marijuana and everybody who likes to travel and everybody who likes to smoke marijuana when they travel. And that's going to be an interesting thing going to Salt Lake. I don't think I'm going to drive because I think I still have a warrant in Winnemucca for some marijuana but uh maybe they dropped it now that weed's legal there but um but they'll probably still try to get me on federal to appear so maybe i'll fly out to salt lake but i don't know the new weed rules i know they're kind of stressing out also like a little bit in in utah because with california and oregon and washington having legal weed and colorado having legal weed and new mexico having a great medical marijuana system and arizona having a free uh, not free but a really nice medical marijuana system and on the verge of legalization they're kind of boxed in they're kind of boxed in they got weed on all sides and also there's a good medical marijuana movement if not a downright halfway decent legal marijuana movement in utah going on right now so you know the old guard is freaking out and uh the new ways are coming so i don't know if they're if they're being extra or if they're being cool. I mean, it's a big city, so, you know, but it's also Salt Lake City, so you also know. That's how it goes. Uh, but it's good. I haven't been to Salt Lake City. I haven't really kicked in at Salt Lake City in years and years. Like, I went to visit a friend for a night or, like, one night on the way back from Colorado one time. But 
I haven't, uh, I haven't had a chance to, to dig into it. So we will dig into Salt Lake City in a couple, three weeks. And we're going to dig into some other stuff next week. And thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.